Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. In a letter to Congress, the president says the House impeachment investigation lacks any legitimate constitutional foundation, a sense of fairness, or due process protection. The White House letter saying if staffers answered calls to testify, it would inflict lasting harm on the executive branch. Democrats have threatened to use that refusal to cooperate to base obstruction as an article of impeachment. Yeah. Here we go. Constitutional crisis. You guys ready for that? I continue to say it's coming. It is. Here's why Trump has been begging them to do it. If they go and actually have a formal, hey, guess what? We're going to impeach. It's going to be a formal impeachment inquiry. Raise hands. Once they do the things they're supposed to do, then... The Republicans can participate right now. They can't they can't subpoena anybody. They can't do any of those things. They can't. Today, Sunland, you guys don't know who he is. He's a political point. Ambassadors are a political point. I give you money. So Becky runs for something. She wins. I support her campaign. Yay, Becky. Here's a bunch of money from my pack or whatever. And then in return, you go, hey, Chad, you get to be the ambassador to Chad. Or whatever. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about it. So, and that's what political employees are. That's what ambassadors. He's the ambassador to the EU, and he's named all over this stuff. So people are looking in and they're like, hey, what's this guy all about? What is this stuff all about? What's this guy all about? He was supposed to testify today, but lo and behold, he did not testify. The failure to produce this witness, the failure to produce these documents, um, we consider yet additional strong evidence of obstruction of the constitutional functions of Congress, a co-equal branch of government. There you go. So it's going there. Just know that it is. And so they're not going to cooperate. They're going to force them to do something. In doing something, their hopes is they get to play ball as well, where they can subpoena stuff and potentially get to the point where they find stuff out that maybe they're, I think their hope and prayer is, in some ways, is they're going to find out a bunch of other stuff that it's like it's like a uh, football game, right? Like there are two penalties on that play. There's holding on the offense, and there's holding on the defense. Those penalties offset each other, replay the down. I think that's kind of in what they're looking for in a lot of ways. So it's going to be interesting going forward. But this is this is this is what the media really is craving. I I have a friend who works at one of the big three. I will say, and he's a way higher up. And he told me, "This is amazing for business. Trump is a boom for business, and we are praying for this because the eyeballs, the money. This is a Super Bowl and Olympics and a World Cup in the world of politics that will go on." for potentially months and months. And if they can get it through, like you said, if we get it through the end of the year. And Cup, Trump, coupled with the holiday season. Coupled with the holiday season. And Trump sticks around because he's not going to be leaving because oh, Mitch McConnell's not taking him out. If all of that stuff happens, then all of a sudden, what do you have? You have a ramp up until the primaries. Then you've got debate. I mean, this is this is the potential of having almost a year plus non-stop business for them.
And that's the way they look at it. That is the way they look at it. So it's going to be very interesting moving forward. Today, SCOTUS met. Why did they meet? Well, that's what they do, right? They're like, hey, you guys are going to be the biggest judges in the land, but every once in a while you got to come together and you got to listen to stuff. And today, LGBT trans rights were on trial, if you will. In about half of the states, there's actually no state or local law that protects you against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. So all there is is this big federal law, the Civil Rights Act, that has a prohibition on sex discrimination. And the question is, does that prevent employers from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity? The court has never answered that question, though it has held that marriage equality exists nationwide. There's no answer to this question um, that the court has yet provided. So you show up, right, and you've got your case, and the other side's got their case, and then you sit there, and there's the nine judges, right, and they're all just sitting there looking at you, and they'll each ask a question. Well, what about this? What about that? You know, somebody like Clarence Thomas never says a word, right? You kind of know where the liberal justices are going. Kennedy was that swing vote, and they don't think they have that. But based on some of the stuff today and the questions that were being asked by Gorsuch and Chief Justice Roberts, there is hope. That maybe, just maybe, one of them, Gorsuch is really interested in the text of something. He's very much a, I'm looking at the writing. But all of them kind of express the same thing. They said, essentially, hey, Congress, we shouldn't be doing this. We're trying to settle something that should be a law that you guys created. And you're not doing that. And you haven't done that. And we're curious as to why you haven't done that, why you haven't changed the law when both of you have had ample opportunity to try to change the law. Now you want us to try to interpret something back from the day. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this thing plays out. For me, you know, the trans thing, look, knock yourselves off. I've worked my one of my godchildren is went from my goddaughter to essentially my godson. All good. Right. I mean, I look, it, 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 I I respect who you are, what you believe, who you love, all of that stuff. Here's my only thing I always say. I don't want to play today. I'm this tomorrow. I'm that. Right. Like, can we all be honest? Like, you know, like, I'm pick one. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you want to be Mike, great. If you want to be Michelle, great. But don't say the next day that you're also Arthur. But then you because I'm non-binary. Like, what did I see today? Non-binary, non-gender. Uh, androgynous, masculine leaning. Wait, is that one person? That's one person. That's it. You lost me at this point I mean, in time. Mm, like, what do you want me to over. call you? I'm not going to call you all those things. I'm going to call you. If you want to call Steve, great. If you want to be called Sally, great. If And I'm not going to call you they all the time. I was going to ask you, where do you stand on the pronouns, the plural po- pronouns? They is not. They, they is bad two. grammar, first of all. Yes. <laughs> they is too. But that's the world we live in. We're changing everything. Now, if you go in the dictionary, it says also describing transgender. And I think to myself, you're allowing that to, you know, why, why can't you just be called if you want to be a he, he, a she, she, or just your name? We're going to call you by your name. How about buddy? Kind of makes my head hurt. It does. Like, I don't I don't care. I don't think we should discriminate against anybody Mm-mm. in saying all of that. I just don't want to play the guessing game. Every day, like, okay, watch out, because if I get it wrong, I'm going to get in trouble for it. Like, and yesterday, that was Mike. Today, oh, I thought you were going to say you got in trouble. I'm going to call you Mick, right? Because you could be Michelle and Mike. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs is going to join us. Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to him. Also later on tonight, uh, John Kasich, former governor of Ohio.
He's got a new book out. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about him. I voted for him. I did. I'm going to see if we can force him to say that he's running for president. See if we can trick him, Jedi mind trick, into that. Jedi. Let's talk a little NBA, shall we? Plus, I got a question for you when it comes to Ellen and George W. It's the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. I can't take it anymore! Well, get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. At the end of the day, though, I am an American, and there are these values that are deeply rooted in the DNA of the NBA, and that includes freedom of expression for our employees. Oh, Mr. Silver. Mr. Silver. That right there is the guy that runs the NBA. And more and more people are upset by the way they handled this. By the way, China today announced no to showing preseason NBA games. Uh, On top of that, they suspended a professional gamer who is playing Hearthstone, which is, I guess, a game inside of World of Warcraft where you play cards or something like that. I'm not quite sure. I'm not nerdy like that. And he uh, he was a supporter of Hong Kong, and they suspended him for a year because he supported Hong Kong on a stream, and he's a professional gamer. Like, this is the insanity. Just keep taking it. It's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. And to bow down and think. And when Steve Kerr came out today and goes, well, I don't really have an opinion on this. I don't know too much about it. I called the biggest bunch of crap. Here's a guy who couldn't keep his mouth shut about the anthem, Colin Kaepernick, all of this other stuff, preaching to the world. And you don't have any kind of opinion based on the fact that what? You're afraid you're going to get fired? You're not going to get fired. Well, I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about Hong Kong and the people losing their freedoms as China slowly but surely does what it does and what it's been telling the world it's going to do, all based on our money. And you have no opinion, but you're going to preach to me about everything else. You're a coward. You're an absolute coward. That is a joke, an absolute joke. So there's a lot going on. Uh, when it comes to this, and if I'm, in, you know, I get it. You know, Silver's looking around, going, "Oh God, I want to. How do I? How do we spin this? Right? I'm in, you know, Shanghai. Then I go to Beijing, and I'm here with my teams, and nobody gets to see my teams play uh, because you know what? Tell them keep your money, come home, bring the teams home, say have a wonderful life, enjoy your basketball. We'll see you at the Olympics, and I'll tell my guys put a little hot sauce on it. How much money's involved in this? Who knows? I mean, billions. Billions. Yeah, billions. Yeah, people often close their mouths, don't talk, don't have opinions when there's that much money at stake. Yeah, yeah. It's just. But it's also one of those things where it's like we also will will slam like they slam the NFL. Steve Kerr slammed the NFL. He said, oh, you know, they just that's their audience and they're playing to their audience and, you know, kind of like alluding that they're all a bunch of racist and and they want to be woke. They're no longer owners of the basketball team. They're now like CEOs or something. It's but in this situation where you're seeing freedom erode for people, it's like no big deal. All on one tweet. One tweet. Here's my question with Ellen. I want everybody, I want to get your take on it. So Ellen comes out, right? And I don't know if you guys hear yesterday. She has to 
do almost this bizarre mea culpa. A lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. Here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. Right. right? So, so she's had to do this. You know what? I've not seen George Bush have to come out and explain his friendship with Alan. I don't see that. I think it's just one of those things, right? So bizarre that the woke side of it just attacked her as if. And I posted that question earlier, and then, of course, I get attacked. Well, how dare you even ask a question like that? It's like, wait a minute. You're allowed to get mad at her, but when I asked the question— What was your question? What would you ask? I just said, why doesn't he have to justify? Oh, why doesn't he have to? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Congressman! Andy Biggs joins us straight ahead. Chad Benson Show is on his news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Chad Benson loves lemonade. No wonder his show is two parts tart to one part sweet. Time for a refill. Cheers. It is a crazy time in D.C. It's never been crazier, at least in my memory, that I can think of. Joining us now is somebody who's in the midst of all of that. Congressman Andy Biggs. And today we had more craziness. And that, of course, was the fact that somebody didn't testify when they were going to testify. Adam Schiff comes out and says, oh, man, this is it. This is like another thing of obstruction. It's insane, man. How do you live with it there in this insanity? Oh, man, with first fries and ketchup. I don't I don't know, Chad. I mean, if you look at this, think about this. This whole narrative on the latest effort to impeach the president um, is has got. First of all, they, do, they don't have an impeachment inquiry. They don't have really House oversight authority. This is just a committee rooting so that they're sniffing around. And this latest thing was over the Ukraine phone call. And remember, before they had any information, they said that and quit pro quo eight times. Remember that? And the next day they said, "Well, okay, well we have the we have script now." He didn't ask explicitly; it was implicitly. And then you go on, and then it was it was a cover up. And then it turns out you can't cover up everything when you've released everything to the public. That's not a cover up. And then you move into this thing now, where they're doing their hearings behind closed doors. They're selectively leaking stuff, selectively leaking stuff. And now what he's arguing is it's not obstruction of justice, not Russian collusion, it's none of this other stuff they've been harping on. It is now obstruction of Congress. Think about that. I don't even know what that means. No, they're making stuff up sometimes, I feel. And you know what? I I think it was uh, uh, Bush's old AG came out and said, you know, here's part of the problem. Part of the problem is Nancy could have appointed anybody else, but Schiff gives such the appearance of nothing but somebody who who has a conviction is just looking for a crime. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I did the motion to censures is because Adam Schiff, and then every day that uh, since I dropped it, there's been two or three more things we could add to it, so we're going to have to add to it when we get back, because he should be removed. He shouldn't be sitting there as the chairman. But then think, who else are you going to have? The top six they've named, Elijah Cummings, same issue. Jerry Nadler, same issue, but incompetent to boot. Maxine Waters, what do I need to say about Maxine Waters? Um, you start looking at it, there is none, nobody that is not tainted that can have it other than I know I know of some people who I think would be fair 
uh, at least, I mean, I think they would vote for impeachment, but they would be fair. Yeah, you know, who's the guy out of New York? Is it Sean Maloney? Is that his name? I, I think that guy's a pretty fair dude. I, he doesn't come across as it's so tribal that it would we at least they, I think it would be a fair thing. And uh, but outside of that, you're right. I mean, uh, Maxine, I said last week about Maxine Waters. She looks like a person playing Maxine Waters at this point. <laughs> She's a caricature of herself. Yeah. I mean, look, look what would have happened if, if, if anybody during the Obama administration uh, if any Republican would have publicly said, we need to go arrest him and put him in solitary confinement. Can you imagine the fallout of that? Was it Wilson that yelled, you're lying, and then he turned out to be right, yeah. but by then he was already you know, deemed the, uh, the, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. We're talking to Congressman Andy Figgs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let, let's talk about immigration, because for all this stuff, you know, like eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, it was concentration camps. It was all of this sadness. I don't see anything really moving in the way that I think people should. You've got people coming out talking about a million in the fiscal year that were apprehended at the border, and it is... It's it's crazy. And what is going on? Because you and I have been down there. You've been down there a thousand times. I've been to pretty much every border from Yuma to Tucson to El Paso. I mean, what's happening? Well, um, so the the big surge that we had has kind of slowed down, but you're still having three to five times as many people per month apprehended as we had um, in a normal year. Right. I mean, so. So you have 60,000 apprehended instead of 12,000 apprehended on the border uh, uh, in uh, in September. So when you look at it, you say, oh, well, it's down. So that's that's fine. But we've, we're building the fence in certain places. We've now put up all the all the facilities to handle another big surge because we don't know when the next big surge is going to come. But we are facing the fact that, Chad, you're still getting four and five times as many people coming in that are surrendering as you normally normally would have. We've got uh, increases of drug traffic from across the border. Um, and the Democrats now, uh, it's it, I, let's just face it, it's, it's impeachment every day, all day long, every breath they take. It's not about... Um, what were you know the other issues of the country, whether whether it be the the border, uh, USMCA, um, it just it just doesn't matter. It's all about impeachment. No, yeah, it is talking to Congressman Andy Biggs, that, and again the media. You know, we joke about the yellow journalism. You go back to Hearst and uh, and you know a lot of the stuff that happened way back when, and they're also pushing for it because they're a business and those gets eyes, and they want people to watch and click and all of that stuff. So it, it just feels mm-hmm. like we're headed in such a direction because it's more about the show trial and the battle than it is about the outcome. Because I don't think the media wants Trump to go anywhere because that means they're going to have to cover somebody that. That's not him, and I don't know if they'll like that. All right, last uh, thing, and I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, Syria yesterday, I didn't agree with it. I'm not a Trump apologist. I'm not a defender. Uh, I I want my president to do well. I will criticize him where I think he he deserves to be. Uh, McSally came out today. I, I, quite frankly, don't see what is going on, why we're doing that. The Kurds are one of our only any kind of resemblance of an ally in an area where we are not beloved, and uh, quite frankly, I don't think it's, it's a good thing. Well, here's where you and I might disagree a little bit here. Um, What's going on is that you've got the Kurds. They're effectively paid mercenaries. That's what they were. We paid them. We gave them materiel. That's what we did. Um, 
right now we're we're having to take care of and pay for all this 10,000 ISIS prisoners. Many of them are citizens of NATO countries. None of the other NATO countries will even take them back. Uh, and the, so the fear is ultimately where the where the Kurds are going to go. They're going to align themselves with Assad in Syria. They basically are already there. They're going to be uh, aligning themselves with Assad. And the question I would ask you, and I would ask anybody who's critical of this, because there's two questions. Number one, they say, well, you know, you're going to have an increase in the chaos. I would, I would dare you to go back and look at the number of ISIS people and where they were before we intervened and tell me that we have solved the chaos or we have reduced the chaos. The chaos is exacerbated the entire time we've been there. And if you think we have to protect the Kurds now, tell me when we're not going to have to protect the Kurds. Well, I, uh, my fear is we leave, Erdogan moves in, it's a mass slaughter, everybody's looking around, and then all of a sudden we have to do something when it comes to Turkey, and that becomes even in an uglier situation in a region yeah. that, that could potentially be ugly. Again, they've done so much of the heavy lifting, the Kurds, and it, it, it could get ugly fast, and but, that, that's but, but my big yeah, fear. Just a, real, just a real quick point on the, on the Kurds. One thing to understand is that the Kurds, were in uh, they they were in Turkish territory west uh, Turkish territory west of the Euphrates. When the Turks came in, the Kurds retreated across. There were no massacres. There were no mass mass massacres going on. The president has basically given them, uh, given the Turk, Turkish leader er, Erdogan, uh, and basically an ultimatum: don't don't get involved in massacring the Kurds. And it gets back to the same point that he was making in his campaign and that many of us have talked about. Explain to me what we're doing there when we don't even have uh, a congressional authority to be there. And we, as long as we're not going to have congressional authority to be there and not uh, use an updated, correct use of force, uh, then what is the point of, of our U.S. Constitution when it comes to, to foreign affairs like like this? Well, time and, will tell, yeah. man. Time will tell. You yeah. go relax. Yeah. Get ready for the battle that's going to be. Of course, I'm sure we'll see you everywhere and always right here. Congressman Andy Biggs, as always. Appreciate you coming Thanks, on today, Chad. Love, love being with you always, Chad. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Going to be interesting, that's for sure. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff uh, that's going to take place. You've got, of course... This chaos and craziness when it comes to this thing we call impeachment. And then we've got debates and we've got all kinds of stuff, SCOTUS, and then we move into the new year. And oh, my Lord, it's going to be fun. That's for sure. It's the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. According to suspect Jacarius Mitchell, all three suspects came from Alexandria, Louisiana, to purchase drugs from Joshua Brown. Yeah, Joshua Brown was the key witness in the Amber Geiger trial. Of course, she was the white police officer that claimed that she went to the wrong apartment and killed Bouthon Jean. Uh, he testified just about two weeks ago. She was found guilty of murder and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He said he had just met both on Jean, uh, or Jean that day and that he didn't hear anything. I mean, he didn't see anything, but he heard them talking and never once said he heard her give him commands. He was killed. And now Mr. Brown is killed as well. Horrible. Yes. 
yesterday, people were crying out, screaming, nailing, saying, this has to be a hit by the police. This has to be a hit by the police. It wasn't. By all accounts, it looked like this was a drug deal gone wrong. Not in the same apartment complex, just down the road. But it's so funny the way that people jump. It's like, well, this got, this has to be. This absolutely must. 110% has to be a hit by the police. AOC, investigations has to happen. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You could tweet at us. Some of you tweeting in about Andy Biggs. Some of you not fans. Some of you are fans. I always find it the people who are most critical will take the most action to tell you how much they dislike somebody or something. Right? I said today that we're going to have uh, uh, Governor Kasich on. And, of course, he ran against Trump. And... People just absolutely, I'm never going to listen to you again. You're horrible. Uh, he's a, you know, he's a left-leaning twit. He's just, it's just so funny how we get that way. We're so critical of, of certain things. We, we want no part of listening to what somebody else has to say. And that's why I find this refreshing. Ellen DeGeneres yesterday came out and talked about what took place on Sunday. Now, Ellen was at the football game. It was the Packers and the Cowboys. Jerry Jones' daughter is friends with Ellen and Portia de Rossi, her her wife, invited them to the game. George Bush, W, and his wife were Laura there. They were next to each other. They were shown smiling, laughing, and giggling. And then on Monday, on Twitter, people just went apoplectic, as they tend to do, criticizing her. And she came out, and she addressed it. A lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. Here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. We're not in that position anymore because tribalism and social media have allowed us to voice our disdain for everybody and everything without any real repercussions. Things we wouldn't say to people's faces, we feel we can say them now, hidden behind some fake moniker, and it's sad. I am a person, I love everybody, man. I dig people, left, right, black, white, gay, straight. I don't care. I don't, you know, are you a good person? Uh, And politics plays very little into whether or not we're friends, right? You could you could have my belief down to a T, but be an awful human being outside of that won't be your friend. We can disagree on everything, but outside of the political side of things, you can be a, just an awesome person. I, I'm fine with that. We'd be friends totally. It's just amazing where we are. It really is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. That is your Twitter and your Instagram. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station.